Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and the 2022 NFL Draft is in the books. The Colts have picked up the players they want, eight in total, uh, and we're going to talk about day three, what the Colts did between rounds four and seven. Uh, and actually, for them, it's really between rounds five and seven. They traded away their fourth round pick to move back into the third round to grab safety Nick Cross, uh, who we mentioned on the previous podcast. But let's talk about day three, the players they got, uh, the consistent pattern with Chris Ballard, what it means for this draft class. Uh, this is a very interesting draft class. I think you guys are going to be very interested in watching these guys in training camp and see how they can all contribute. Even these guys on day three, I think there is a lot of potential here. Uh, let's get into it. All right. In round five with pick 159, uh, the Colts took Eric Johnson, uh, defensive tackle out of Missouri State. Now, we talked about a lot on the previous podcast. Let's be talking about it again. RAS score. For those of you who don't know, relative athletic score is a metric that's been developed uh, to assess athletes and compare them against their compatriots at their positions over time. I think it goes back to 1987, and it just looks at their testing scores from pro days, uh, from Obviously, the combine looks at things like their size, their weight, and it, it generates a score that essentially ranks them. Um, Eric Johnson out of Missouri State has a 9.39 out of 10. Um, let's be clear. Uh, Ballard has a type, and it's a guy with a RAS score <clears throat> that falls uh, in the high range. Uh, this draft class is a preview. Every single player had a 9 or higher RAS score. Uh, and obviously that is no coincidence. Uh, Ballard downplayed it, but I think it's very clear. He's got a, uh, an expectation for, uh, the athleticism, the size for these guys. As for Eric Johnson, um, his composite size grade, he, he's good. He's uh, six foot four, 299 pounds, um, a little bit light on the bench press, which for a defensive tackle is, uh, a little bit concerning. Uh, he was quite low, only 20, uh, on the bench. Uh, however, Elite speed, good agility, um, elite explosion. The explosion's important. Uh, obviously, that is a, for defensive tackle, the ability to uh, get off the snap uh, is a big component of their game. And uh, for him, the, the speed is also uh, something to keep an eye on. This guy ran a 4.8840 time uh, for, as a defensive tackle. Uh, so this is a guy I think that um, obviously... As a round five pick, he is not expected to come in and uh, produce immediately. Uh, but he is someone that's got, I think, a lot of uh, upside that he's going to need to work on his strength. But again, fifth round pick, I like the value here. All right. In the sixth round, we've got two picks. 
We've got first at 192, um, tight end Andrew Ogletree out of Youngstown State. This also is an interesting pick. Obviously, the Colts um, earlier in the draft on day two took <clears throat> Jelani Woods in round three. So it's clear they want to deepen the tight end uh, bench, uh, get some additional options for Matt Ryan. Uh, and Ogletree is another player. Again, high RAS score, uh, a ton of potential here. So let's talk about how he graded out. Uh, six foot five, 261 pounds. Uh, the comparisons, Mo Alley Cox uh, was, you know, that is uh, unfortunately the, the direct comparison many you're going to sort of cringe at. Um, but that is who he compares to. His uh, overall RAS score of 9.36. Again, uh, Ballard has a type. Uh, his size, as we mentioned, uh, his composite explosion grade is great. His speed grade is great. He ran a 471 40. Um, his agility is not great, so he's going to be a little bit, a little bit stiff uh, as, a, as a receiver. Someone they're probably going to take some time to develop. Clearly, right now, Mo Alley-Cox is tight end one. Uh, the expectation is Jelani Woods will be tight end two, uh, and Ogletree will be someone that, that can, they can develop over time. Uh, you, if you're thinking, is this the guy that you know may eventually replace Cox? Yeah, I, I, I think they're hoping for that, but again, this is a round six player. Keep that in mind. Um, he's going to take a ton of development and is, this is a player who actually, uh, just recently converted to tight end, uh, started off as a wide receiver, has that wide receiver speed, uh, has the size, uh, very intriguing player. The physicality is there. The speed is there, obviously new to the tight end position. So it's going to take some time to develop him. All right. This next guy, I am actually super curious about how this one works out. Uh, also a six-round pick, pick number 216, and that is defensive tackle Curtis Brooks out of Cincinnati. Um, look, the only knock on him, apparently, was his size. It was his height and his weight. The guy's uh, six foot two, 287 pounds, which admittedly is a little bit light for a defensive tackle. Everything else for this guy is really strong from a metric standpoint. And his production is strong. He had a really solid season. I think he had seven and a half sacks as a defensive tackle for Cincinnati. Now, some people are going to point to competition, and I understand that. Um, but if you look at his RAS score, 9.51, again, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal score. This guy compares to, according to the RAS metrics, someone like Geno Atkins, um, Ed Oliver, uh, Michael Bennett. I mean, those are really good names to compare this guy to. His composite speed grade for Raz was great. Uh, he ran a 4.940. Uh, his agility grade is great. Uh, the shuttle and three cones falls into that. And his explosion grade is elite. And here's the other thing benched 33 times on the bench press. Uh, that's a, he got a 9.23 grade error uh, from Raz. And this is, to me, this is a player who was not invited to the senior bowl. He was not invited to the combine. He sort of flew under the radar. And the fact that the Colts spent so much time with Cincinnati, they probably got an inside look at this guy and really liked him. And I think he has the potential to be a really impactful rotational guy. I don't think he's going to be clearly a starter in year one. I think this is a guy that can develop over time. 
Um, the fact that he was gotten in the sixth round should not sway you off the fact that he was very productive in college. He's got the athleticism, again, uh, that, that Ballard just covets. Um, this reminds me a lot of other defensive tackles who have been pushed down draft classes simply because the one knock against them was size. Guys like Geno Atkins, Grady Jarrett in Atlanta fell all the way to the fifth round because they felt they felt he was undersized. He's only six foot, and he is a monster in the middle of a defensive line. I really like this pick in the sixth round. I think the upside is there, again, for a guy who was productive in college. This is not just an athletic freak who just showed up on, uh, you know, and, and killed it on the bench. This is a guy who was productive in college, um, really productive, and for whom the only knock, the only knock is size. I love these types of draft picks. I love them. Uh, give me these all day. The fact that so many teams passed on him, I, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I am going to be watching Curtis Brooks a lot in this preseason. I think he has some long-term potential. Um, so you, you heard it here first. Obviously, a six-round pick, he's got a tough road ahead of him. But man, I just I love the profile on this kid. All right. Last pick um, for the Colts, round seven, pick 239. They took Rodney Thomas II, strong safety out of Yale. Um, his composite RAS score of 9.24, again, <laughs> puts him at the, the top end of all this. Again, size, this is where he's sort of getting dinged. Um, everywhere else, everywhere else, this guy is, is meeting it. Uh, and I think we see here that Ballard is thinking, okay, I want the guys that can run. I want the guys that can uh, fly. Uh, I want the guys that are explosive. And that's what he's getting. He doesn't care if they fit perfectly the, the weight metrics. And this guy's a strong safety. Where he got hit hardest was the weight. He's only 196 pounds at six foot one, so he's very light. Um, and bench press, he had just 13 uh, on the bench press. This is a guy that I think they're thinking could potentially move to corner. Uh, and at corner, his RAS score goes up even higher uh, as far as where he ranks amongst uh, all corners. This guy ran a 4.51 in the 40. Uh, his, he's got an elite composite speed grade uh, through RAS. His, his composite explosion grade is also elite. Uh, again, and, and the fact that he went to Yale. Um, I have seen firsthand players that have come out of Yale, uh, Foye Lukan in Atlanta, uh, linebacker, incredibly uh, smart player, uh, and obviously got a big contract. Uh, he is hopefully, uh, now again, let's temper some expectations here. He's a seventh round pick. Uh, it's clear he has to show out in camp to even hope to have a roster spot. Seventh round picks often get uh, left by the wayside. Uh, and the same could be true here for Rodney Thomas. But we see what GM Chris Ballard is doing. He wants guys with that athleticism. You can't teach speed. And this is a guy, I think if you switch him the corner, if you see what he can do there, obviously he played strong safety at Yale, but if, if you can use him at corner, that speed, um, the, the wingspan, he's got a long wingspan. This is a guy that I think could sneak onto the roster, um, potentially be one of those inactive uh, on, on game, game day guys. Uh, you give him a year, you give him two years, you see where he's at from a developmental standpoint. Um, but I really like this pick as well. I think it makes a ton of sense. Get a smart player, get a, a player with all the athleticism for whom the biggest knock was size. Um, 
So many guys have come through the NFL who were undersized, quote unquote, undersized for the position and ended up being ballers. I, I think the potential is here. I love these picks. Uh, I, we've seen so many times where guys like this fall into the late rounds, either because they played at a small school or they're undersized and they go on to have good, sometimes great NFL careers. And again, I'm not predicting that for these guys, but they are incredibly intriguing. Curtis Brooks, Rodney Thomas. Uh, as a quick recap, Colts day three picks. Eric Johnson, defensive tackle out of Missouri State in round five, pick 159. Andrew Ogletree, uh, round six, pick 192, the tight end out of Youngstown State. Curtis Brooks, defensive tackle out of Cincinnati in round six at pick 216. And finally, Rodney Thomas II, cornerback slash safety out of Yale in round seven at pick 239. And that wraps up the 2022 NFL Draft. We will be back on the podcast to talk about the entire draft class, where these guys slot in, what this makes the roster look like now going into um, the preseason as we, we look towards training camp and what this team will look like, especially when we compare them to uh, our rivals in the AFC South. Uh, I've got to tell you guys uh, my initial impression, and we'll, we'll get into this in a future podcast. Love this draft class. Love what Chris Ballard's doing. I think uh, this may be one of the strongest draft classes, and it's going somewhat unnoticed. The Jets are getting a lot of credit for their draft. I think the Colts had a phenomenal one, and it's not getting noticed, and that's fine because ultimately what matters is how these guys deliver on the field. All right, we will be back in future podcasts here at Stampede Blue. Um, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at NFLDW or articles at StampedeBlue.com. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.